0: This is the Horse Radio Network. Hi, I'm Coach Jen in Ocala, Florida.
1: No, you're not in the wrong podcast. Recent filler out and about this week. So episode 678 features a herd of six different tips from amazing dressage experts from past episodes. Topics include riding with clarity, riding the anxious horse, getting young horses off to a good start, The importance of praise in your training routine, the benefits of using groundwork on a daily basis, and positively influencing rhythm. We are so happy to have Natasha from your riding success.com on for our total saddle fit tip of the week. Natasha, thanks for staying on the show tonight. So excited. Can't wait to share a tip. Let's, let's go. We're excited. (laughs) So tell us what is your tip for this week? We love it. Okay. So wherever you are in your riding,
2: whatever you're doing, what I want you to think about is clarity. I want you to have that word in your brain for the day and What I want you to think about when you think about clarity is, am I clear on what I want? Am I clear on what that looks like? Like, will I know when I've achieved it? Um, let's say if it's a trot canter transition, don't just say I, I hope I, it's a good trot to transition. What is a good one? Does it mean that the rhythm doesn't change? Does it mean that the head doesn't change? Does it mean that the horse goes uphill into it? Does it mean that it's seamless? What What does it look like? How will you know when you've done it? How will you know when you haven't done it? What's your plan for getting it? If you ask and you don't get that transition, what's your plan? If you ask and you do get that transition, what's your plan? Um, the more clarity you have about what you want, what you're looking for and what you're going to do, what success and not success, the clock, then the more fun you're going
0: to have. Yeah, I think, uh, well, I've heard this a lot from Robert Dover and he was just teaching the horse mastership. So a lot of, a lot of my students caught that online. And I think what's really important and what's really uh, going to lead to success is being very, the more specific you can make mm-hmm. your vision, the better it will be, mm-hmm. or the more chance of success, you know, like, like you said, don't just say, I'm going to make a canter transition. You're, you're, you're going to make a canter transition that has how much weight on your inside rein, how much weight on your outside rein, how mm-hmm. much bend do you want? Like, mm-hmm. just make a very, very clear picture, paint it in your brain before you ever sitting on the horse or as you're, you know, I kind of do this as I'm uh, warming the horse up, walking around, I'm like making very specific, I, I want to have a, a perfect feeling in my mind before I can create a perfect feeling on my horse.
2: So good. So good. And especially like, I don't know if anyone tr- does this, like I just do it for fun. Sometimes I go, I'm not going to ask the aid. I'm just going to think it. And I'm sure my body changes because of my thought. but I go one, two, three, just think canter, and boom, it's there. And you're like, how is that? Like it's because that picture and that transition is boom in the head and the horse goes, yep, I know what we're doing.
1: Well, and I think just in general, right? this is something we work on all of us every day is being very clear with what we're asking because really, riding a dressage horse is mm. all about communication and what you're saying and and mm. you know i I'm, i' I'm working um at the Grand Prix with my my new horse he's he's newer to me, and I literally was mm. looking at the video like. Oh my gosh. And in the test, I went for the biggest passage I could get and I got a great canter transition and it was my fault. Clearly, Mm. that's what he thought I asked him. He's very happy to do whatever I asked him. And I thought, oh, yeah, Yeah. and I was just going for this huge passage and obviously not the right aid. So, I mean, you can take it from any level. And from training level on up to the highest level, it's all about the communication. Yes. So it makes complete sense, right, that you need to be clear. And I think that that's so important to think about as you're writing and, well, any communication, right? It, everything has to be clear. So it makes complete sense. And I think that we as writers. You know, you get a lot of things. There's so much to think about in your brain, right? And so getting the clear aid to the horse sometimes is a challenge, wouldn't you say?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think in the Grand Prix, like we we do, we're like big, everything's everything big. <laughs> and, you know, I know for me, and my Grand Prix horse, loves the one-time tempi. So especially for the two, I have to go one two, and I have to leave my leg there. Because if I just relax the leg, well, then that means another chat. Tra- like it's like one... Yeah too and so we have to be so much more deliberate about everything that we do and ask and move because as you said the horse is trying to like he wants to do everything we ask for and if we move inadvertently well what messages are we
1: sending right no it's so true well Natasha tell us where can we find more information about you and your website we love all your information how can we find out more
2: yeah um you can go to your writing you can um there's the free re- resources on the website there or you can check me out on all the social media youtube your writing success facebook and instagram your writing success and we also have a podcast your writing success
1: we love other podcasters that's fantastic well thank you so much for coming <laughs> on the show and we look forward to talking with you in the future pleasure happy writing everyone
0: This Nutrition Minute is brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products, the company that simplifies your search for research-proven nutritional supplements at kppusa.com.
3: The horse that matters to you matters to Kentucky Performance Products. Feeding your horse starch-laden grains can lead to colic, laminitis, and metabolic disease. Today, nutritionists are recommending the use of high-quality fat to provide healthy calories. Fat is an extraordinary energy source. It's readily utilized by the horse and contains more than two times the calories of starchy grains. Replacing grain with a high-quality fat supplement reduces a horse's risk of developing health problems. Equijoule Stabilized Rice Bran is an excellent fat supplement. It contains a balanced calcium-to-phosphorus ratio and won't cause mineral imbalances when added to the diet. Its all-natural ingredients are high in healthy fat and fiber. And best of all, horses fueled by EquiJoule stay calmer and more focused on the job at hand. When you need to add healthy calories to your horse's diet, choose EquiJoule. To learn more, visit Kentucky Performance Products at kppusa.com.
0: This Nutritional Minute has been brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products. You can find all of their terrific products at kppusa.com.
1: We are so happy to have FEI rider and trainer Angela Jackson on the program. Welcome, Angela. Thanks for having me. We were going to talk about today, um, when do you ride a horse boring?
4: Yeah, I I sometimes um, underride a horse a little bit just because I feel anxiety in the horse. And especially in young horses, the mind cannot handle what the body sometimes produces. So uh, if I feel that that is just way too much, I have to trust uh, my feeling. And and I can only ride the horse to what the mind can handle at that time. Uh, And and if that means a little on the boring side, then that's what I have to do.
0: When we were just talking, I said, yeah, I was just saying how much I agree with this so much. And I get a little bit irritated when people are riding young horses, like over tempo, just to show off their, you know, their leg movement, basically, and you can see that the this just produces so much anxiety in the horses and and problems. Maybe not, maybe not problems in the moment, but you're you're going to have problems at some point in the horse's training because there it lacks it lacks relaxation and it lacks trainability. Correct. And uh, you know, this it's, it's just kind of it's just kind of a, a pet peeve of mine. Uh, you know, just because you can ride them super forward and super fancy doesn't mean that's good for them or that, or that you should. So, you know, in my program, when I'm starting three-year-olds, four-year-olds, I, I really like to just ride them boring and ride them a little, you know, kind of relaxed and in in the contact. Yeah. And, and, and in some of my lessons too, I, you know, I have riders just make them quiet, make them jog like a quarter horse. And Correct. later on, you can make them as fancy as you want, mm-hmm. but if they don't have good yeah. balance and, and you got to remember that, a horse is a flight animal so by chasing them you're inducing flight responses absolutely. and and it's just it's just problematic okay. I, I just see it too too much and yeah, too you much you're a absolutely horse correct
4: show. absolutely correct i think the confidence in the young horse and the trust has to be developed and the mental education is just as important as making them go for that big fancy trot now i'm not saying that yeah that there's certain young horses that can handle that and they're, they're easy with it and they have the mental capacity to to handle it just fine and if they do then for all means go for it you know um, but i i just remember it, uh, that when i was working student for klaus he always come in the arena. And it's like you cannot do, and even the upper level movements, he would educate them in, in, in half tempo or in half throttle and just repeat the motion in an easy out without power and just work on what you were saying, the relaxation and the suppleness. That's why it's in the bottom of the training scale and just repeat, repeat the technique. And then once the horse is confident and trusting, you can put that power to it and make it super expressive. But then the trust is there, and I think that uh, it it goes up in the training scale, and it 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 goes up in the training. But it's all the same. The trust and the relaxation and the suppleness have to be there later on when you put the power in. Yeah, and a lot of people forget that.
1: I love too that you said to do this with FBI horses. I completely agree because there's some times that you have to do it with FBI horses as well. And and so all horses, you can't go around legs flying everywhere all the time. You have to right. really, really think about, take your time. And, 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 and like you said, the repetition. And then there's times, even in the horse show ring, maybe you just want a clean, quiet test. And so you don't go in full throttle. Right. versus going in and, and you may get legs of flying, but you may also get mistakes. And so you have to learn yeah. sort of with your, with your horse, what exactly you're trying to do with that particular horse and, and what is the goal? So there, so, you know, again, if you're going legs of flying, that's, you have to understand why you're doing that. And do you have all of the training scale or are they literally just tossing their legs? Wouldn't you say a lot of horses just toss their legs, but they're not through.
4: Right. Correct. And and again, I think uh, the relaxation and the throughness then gets a little compromised. And then it shows in certain ways. You see some horses with, with real tongue issues or, you know, other behavioral issues that, yes, it, it looks like, yeah, you're riding and you're getting this bigger movement. But you also see the uh, the, the swooshing, t- t- uh, turning tail. Uh, these, are, these are usually signs of the the circle, the aid of the circle is... Uh, it's just broken a little bit. You know, you, you get, uh, I think in Germany we call it Schenkelgangers versus, um, um, back movers, you know, leg yes. movers, leg movers, back movers. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so I think we get a little bit of that. Um, but I, I think with it and it starts with the young horse to get back to our, our thing earlier. I think the young horses have to, um, me coming from Germany, the auction riders they get these big fleshy trots. You know, they really, you know, throw in the power and they load them up on the hands. Um, and we always make a joke out of it. If you buy a horse at the auction, throw it out for three months and start over. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. <That's> true <laughs> right. Yeah, you guys have all heard that, and that's why because they just I, create this yeah. this false tension. And uh, and then you just have to kick him out in the field and say forget about it and then start over again and and work on the suppleness and the throughness and over the back and the you know just gymnasticizing the horse a little bit more so that engagement can be created in the correct way. Yeah, no, I and think the that that's in, a, in the correct way. So, in the correct way, um, right?
1: And so, learning to to be able to do that is incredibly important, and really know what you're doing versus just flying around uh because like you said the auction riders are trying to sell horses that trot big they're no, not trying to right, ride right. them right? like turn them
4: yeah well they go yeah. only in an oval I gotta remember yeah. they, they have a you know they have a stiff horse that is right between the reins and the legs and you go forward and legs are flying and uh, there is no circle and there is, you know these kind of things so So, uh, you have to keep that in mind. So a lot of people then get a little disappointed when they go home and they look a little more normal, but, (laughs) (laughs) but, uh, it's, yeah, it has to be developed. And the horse has, again, to me, I think trust is a big thing. The horse has to trust and has to learn trust. Yeah. Um, I get here and there some horse, and it's a shame because I had a couple of very nice young horses uh, that came in after the fact that they can do young horse classes because somebody tried and, and, and maybe failed, and then they come come to me and uh, I just I just fixed the horse. I never showed it, showed it, but um, you know it, it, it came to me they had tried for two years to put a flying change on the horse and uh, and it was completely fried. I mean, you couldn't even, if you just as much as cantered and tried to ride a diagonal, all hell would break loose. I mean, it just mm-hmm. completely had an anxiety meltdown. And um, so we just worked on simple, basic, you know, ABCs again, like what I would teach a four-year-old. And yeah. we just started right from scratch, uh, even though this is already an older horse. And I'm like, look, you gotta, you just, you just have to just, just chill. And, you know, we are now, how long are we in it? four or five months into it Mm -hmm. and um, you know, I'm now able to, to do a clean change left and right. Um, But you know, it's just one of those things where you just have to go and say, Look, they already get so worried because there's all X, Y, Z. They're starting to kick and they're starting to pull and they're starting to throw you over and off balance and this and that. And, and more and more anxiety builds up. And before you know it, like I said, I was not able to ride even, even as much as I attempted a diagonal line. It was not possible. It was right. not possible. Right. So, yeah. so then you have to just make lots and lots of small little transitions and teach the ABC again. And that's it. Right. Right right and well you have to
1: be patient you got to be patient and so but I love the idea of you know controlling that tempo and controlling you know not yeah. going from throttle I think that that's such a great tip Angela thank you so much for coming on the show again tonight and uh, we so appreciate you and all that you do and, and all of your training so thank you for coming Well, tonight, I am so very happy to have Angela Jackson on the program with us. She's an FEI rider and trainer, also a friend of mine. And uh, Angela, welcome to the show. Well, thank you for having me. Well, this weekend we were at the same white fences horse show here in Wellington, actually it's in Loxahatchee and it's a little bit of a calmer environment than the other showgrounds uh, in, in Wellington. So it's a little, little better environment. And I looked up and I, and I saw what was going on and, and I just loved it. And, and I'll give everybody a quick backstory. I saw you coaching a very well-known rider who was an FEI rider with a young horse. And I know this particular rider has never done a young horse. And I just thought it was such a cool thing to watch. So I just wanted to bring you on the show to kind of have you explain what you were doing, why you were doing it. It was just really cool. So I'm glad to have you on the show.
4: (laughs) Yes. Yeah. As as, uh, you know, young horses is what I do. But it's not for everyone, and um, so when we found this really exciting, nice uh, Greenbrook uh, three-year-old, literally not even thirty days under saddle, still kind of on the lunch line, uh, we had a talk, and it's her new horse, and she, I think, acquired enough skill of riding, and she, she wanted to do it herself, and she asked me if I could help her do it, and I told her absolutely. So, um, you know, we, we are trying to bring now this, this young upcoming rider and this young upcoming horse on the same page and, uh, learn together. And, uh, I think that yeah. we had a pr- really, really good first weekend. So it was the first time that. She did a material class for three and four-year-olds in uh, the horse's first horse show. And it actually went just like we had uh, planned it. was a little excited the first day. It got a little better the second day. And, uh, you know, learned to be on the trailer, which is a big thing. They're not very patient, these young horses. Mm-hmm. And so um, she, she uh, and as more she was riding the horses, more she got confident that she could actually do this. And, and they did quite well.
0: So uh, let us let us into your training program a little bit. What were the conversations? What were the expectations in uh, going going to the, this first horse show? And then maybe after we can talk about, you know, what what was what was the training that actually happened?
4: Well, so right now, I mean, there's riders out there that that obviously do it for a profession like I do, and and you, and you can go in and really challenge the horses a little bit. You're a little bit more prepared on if something happens to react in the right way. Now that is obviously not necessarily the case now with this inexperienced rider. So our expectations were that we're gonna have a calmer young horse in the ring that is listening. And I, we had a game, game plan going in. This is a very nice young horse, will be very nice. And our goal is to make it a very nice Grand Prix horse, which I think it will be. But to ride this weekend, I didn't want any of that. I, I literally told her, I said, you need to remember your Heck days. You need to relax your pelvis. You need to soften. And I, I what I said was, you got to keep it very simple. You just let the body follow the nose. <laughs> because yeah. There's really yeah, not much else you can do. And I said, if you need to make a circle, these material classes are designed to give young horses confidence. We are allowed to do, you know, circles or do straight lines unless the judge specifically asked us to do something, but every horse has a different stride. So sometimes if there's three or four horses in there, which there were this weekend, uh, you know, one horse has a bigger stride than the other, then you have to turn and you're allowed to do so. And I think that gives horses confidence and it gives uh, also the, uh, the confidence of having other horses in there with them. It's not so scary for them because you've got to build that trust that this is okay, You don't want to start out with a phobia of fear to go in there. Um, I think the biggest mistake that is made with young horses is that people think about, oh, well, I have to ride a test. And I just want them to be with the environment and learn and get comfortable. And they have to trust the rider and the rider has to trust the horse as well. I think that was one thing that that I had to stress to Kelly. And I told her, you have to trust that, that he will be there for you. You know, and, and
1: he yeah, was, he and he, was yeah. I mean, it looks. You know, what I saw was great, and in the first day you rode him a little bit around. Yep. uh, you were on him yep. for maybe both days. I, I'm not sure. How was? Tell us the process. I mean, like you said, getting on the trailer, getting to the horse show. This is quite an right. open environment. Actually, this particular showground.
4: Yeah, it's uh, open. I like this showground a lot because it has a, a very secure lunging area. Uh, which was good for for the young horse the first day, the horse was really overstimulated with everything. I mean, there was so much to take in, and so that secure round pen area at Rod fences is quite nice for young horses so So that was good that we had this very nice secure lunging area and i I, I just wanted to make sure that the horse can play and go and let all that anxiety out until it was really relaxing and just this trotting uh with a little bit of of relaxation and letting the neck just go and taking a breath so and i don't know how long that will take it depends from horse but i have to read the body language of the horse so once we had accomplished that um i wanted to make sure that the horse was safe to ride for her because the plan was if the horse was overstimulated and couldn't handle the electric environment that i would probably have been the one that had shown the horse but um, I went in there, and yes, it was a little scared, but it had a good brain, um, and I felt confident that um, my rider could could ride the horse uh, safely, because there's a safety issue too. And um, and she got on, but it, it, she was a little tense, and the horse started to feed up on that, and uh, I could tell that it got a little bit hotter and hotter and hotter and hotter, and, and and so I said, "Let me get back on." And I she got off, I got back on, and I talked loud on what I was feeling and what I was doing. And I, I just, uh, me knowing the rider, I kind of knew what she was doing and I was explaining to her that that's what was causing the reaction in the horse. So then I made her get back on the horse after I kind of cleared that tension away. And then she followed my instructions on how to react to what she was feeling, because it was the reaction to what she was feeling that was a little bit wrong. And as soon as she figured that one out, boom, you know, she had it. And then she could, I think you saw her then the next yeah. day, where she was so much better in the way she was. We call it in Germany a remonte seat, which is a lighter seat. Or I, I think I can only translate it into a hunt seat almost, like yeah. a lighter seat. Yeah. Like, um, like a two point, two point kind of know, right. You're just, right.
0: Uh, you know, it, on it your really ankles don't and knees a little bit. Yeah.
4: Correct. Yeah, yeah. So you stand a little bit in the stirrup, and you just, you know, just like a jumper would do or a hunter would do, just a little bit to release the tension in the back because they're so weak in the back, mm-hmm. and, and really mm-hmm. you don't have much of a connection. And I told her, I said, it's not really that you can give a correct half halt, because obviously the horse doesn't know that yet. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I said, when, when, you, when you feel the balance leave you, instead of just really trying to aid strongly, you just close both reins both fingers and you know both fists, and you just kind of hold a little bit against it because you have to keep it that simple for the horse. And you just you know close both reins, you know, and, and just just make it just take that a little bit and make it wait like that with nothing else, and keep standing softly in in a little bit lighter seat in it, and 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 just wait until it understands. Oh, that's meaning slow down, and then you just release your fingers again when you have the tempo you really desire. And then the horse understands. Oh, okay, so this is where, where we need to be, and and that that works a whole lot better. Again, for an upper level rider, it's very hard to not want to use the education you have received with half falls and leg and seat aid and all that to bring the horse under. But that doesn't work with a three year old. horse.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I think <laughs> so, I think there's an uh, an important point in here in that um you know even if you're riding you know even if you've got a young horse at home and you want to you know you want to take it to a show it it's well worthwhile to maybe hire an experienced rider to give it a good experience yeah. because yeah. i think if you're if you're going to the going to a show and you're not super confident or you know uh, you can give the horse a really bad and a really scary experience if the anxiety yeah. from the horse and rider mm-hmm. are just feeding yeah. each other and yeah. you know, you know, sometimes with a young horse, I know this. I've ridden a lot of them, but I drag you over to the corner of the ring or something, and then you yeah. you have to respond in the right way. And and for sure, they're going to probably go a little bit too fast, or or just try to not try to ignore you, but but you can, you can be ignored when there's so much other stuff going on, right? And you know, uh, or if you're yeah, you know, so you're used to riding it a party. So
4: it's a party, actually. Yeah. They're thinking like, this is it's, great. This is party. Yeah.
0: And, you know, it's especially if you, to
4: the mind, to the young, yeah, sure, compute it all. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, sure. For so sure. You no, you're you you absolutely correct.
0: You speak their language a little bit and just and, yeah. and literally talk to them. I mean, you know, like you don't have to be up yeah. there being yeah. real physical. You know, you just have to. And if, and if it's going if it's going bad, you just retire and, you know, you, you come back another day. But uh, this is the most. I important experience in a horse's life if you want to continue on you have to you have to do it the right way
4: yeah yeah i think the expectation sometimes is oh he did it at home you know what's the problem you lose maybe not half but you lose a lot at the show because like you said Reese, they it's a party there's so much to take in and they don't know what to take in first as you know we are smaller stables. Everybody has like one or two or three or four in, in a smaller, there's not like that much going on. So these horses have only a stimulant here and there, but suddenly there's all this going on, trailers coming, horses coming, horses screaming, you know, the ring over there, people walking, dogs walking. I mean, there's so much to take in and the openness in itself. Mm-hmm. You know? Yes. So, so we, you have, and you have to remember, it doesn't matter if it's a good, a, a good teaching or a bad teaching? You teaching? Yes, it's an experience. Yeah. It's a learning, but it's a learning in a good way, and that's what you want to do, or a learning in a bad way. Yeah, and and I think too, what what I really
1: noticed and loved was this is a skill. Riding a young horse is a very different skill than riding an FEI horse. They're Absolutely. it's like teaching kindergarten and teaching college students everybody's yeah. teachers. I don't know how to, I teach college. I don't know how to teach little kids. I would, I would walk into a kindergarten and be like, I don't know what to do. I don't know. You what know, about. like I'm not trained. <laughs> I don't do that. I don't know what that yeah. is. I don't know what to do with the little kids. Right. And that's what we're talking about here. And, and what I loved was you were specifically teaching your FEI rider, who's a very good rider, very successful rider, that this is a different skill. And this may mm-hmm. not be her niche, like in life, like I'm not, you guys are both one of two young horse riders that I respect so greatly. I don't like riding young horses. It's like, I wouldn't like teaching kindergarten. It's not my thing. I just don't like, right, right. I don't like little beings. <laughs> like, it's not my thing. Yeah. But the fact I don't that this she wants to do another one, but she's challenging yeah, but
4: herself and I'm, I'm trying exactly. to do so. Me
1: too, because you need to know and have that skill. Because maybe someday she'll, she, she can work with someone else on the ground or help or what, I mean, it's just, it's a great skill to be, because you've also trained very good professional young riders who are very good young riders or young horse right. riders so that they, you know, have all the skills. And that's what I love because it's recognizing And I think that's kind of where I wanted to go with this interview is that not everybody, you have to get that skill. You have to be trained to have that skill and young horses require learning that skill. And it's really important. And, and I just thought that that was what was so cool because it was recognizing that this is a skill that needs to be taught to this rider so that she knows number one, how to do it. Cause how, if you ride an FEI horse and have done young riders and juniors, that horse was trained by someone at some point, most Mm -hmm. kids don't train and nor should they be able to train that horse, but they learn the aids and they learn what's going on, but they don't know how to install the leg yield button. Like somebody had to do right. that. Yeah. So it's yeah. so important that, that young riders, young professionals, then once they have those skills on how to do it, then go back and work with someone like yourself, who is so good with young horses that you can teach that skill of how do we install the leg yield button or how do we install the half button, but You have to take that time, step back and say, well, this is not something I know how to do and I need to learn it from somebody who's very good at it. And that's what I just thought was so cool about the whole event was I was like, this is cool because this person is learning how to do this and this is a hard thing and very different than what she's done before.
4: Yeah, I I think also the expectation is a little bit false sometimes when I watch and look at uh, you know, at horse shows with people who are not as experienced, uh, they're either disappointed or they, they wonder what went wrong when maybe not necessarily anything went wrong. <laughs> That's yeah. the tricky yeah. part. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it's really understanding the learning curve of this young horse. What that horse learned over those four days at the show with the schooling they included is I cannot teach at home and and so so the positive teaching that happened this weekend then will you know carry over to the next and and sometimes here's what i have done also in the past sometimes I enter something in thinking okay i can maybe do it i can do it at home but i'm not so sure that i can do it at the show but i don't want to not have entered it and then i realize oh the horse has learned it 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 can do it but I was thinking, oh, you know, it's, it's not going to figure it out. So so sometimes I enter something and it gives me options on what I will do with that horse and where the state of mind is of that horse. So even though I can do it at home, if the state of mind of the horse is not right, if I try to go in there and try to make it do it, I actually do more harm than I do good. And and that is something I think a lot of people get frustrated here because we don't have many young horse trainers in this country we have a we have a few good ones but i think in general we need more on a on a medium level uh maybe not to the national championship level i think and and that is something and i don't know if, if this is the appropriate place here but i think if we would have a regional young horse class which we don't have we have only a national young horse class but if we would have, like, a regional young horse class, I think more trainers that may be not comfortable taking on the young horse would maybe do it or at yeah. least try to do it. Yeah. So yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm not, not sure. sure. I, I mean, I think... think-
1: it was, it was such a cool thing because there were like three or four, four year olds. I'm not yeah, sure yeah. I was warming up with you guys. So I, <laughs> and thankfully big Mike doesn't care. I was like, you can bump right yeah, at him. You he were doesn't care.
4: Working and preparing for your class, but you caught yeah. it off the corner of your eye. Yeah. But I there were, was, there were a I couple was here, youngsters. It was not always perfect. So we were in, your yeah.
1: <laughs> And I noticed and I said, it's fine. My horse, my, my horse doesn't particularly care about that stuff. So I said, no problem. But there were like three or four of them. And I thought that that was so cool because again, you know, going into that material class and using those, and it's early. I mean, it's, it's February, right? It's March. Sorry. It's early in the year. These are still yeah. Very, I'm like, what? Yeah, day? they're
5: not four yet. They, they, they're, they're not four,
1: four, four yet. They're still yeah. babies. So, so I just, yeah. I just really thought it was cool. I thought it was really worth our time in, in our discussion of, um, you know, really kind of knowing, knowing when you need help, knowing who yeah. to call. Yeah and in having that person help you with a plan and with a young horse, that is a fluid plan. That's going to change depending on what happens in the environment. But I just thought it was, it was just really cool to watch. And I wanted people to know that these programs exist. And if, if it doesn't, then you should talk to someone in your area that can help you um, and give your yeah, horse and your yourself
4: a little bit, do your yeah. research a little bit though, because yeah. there's a lot of people that, Say that they do it, but they're not necessarily that good with young horses. So do a little research on it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah,
0: I was just just going to speak on the the national versus regional thing. I mean, um, you know, when horses are slated for the national young horse classes or even, you know, going to Europe and doing the international uh, young horse classes, I I think um, people are willing to invest because because these horses are, are normally pretty spectacular but i think all all horses yeah. you know deserve a good start and, and a good experience you know going to a horse show and and that's Agreed. where i think I, I can agree with the regional thing is like okay maybe they're not spectacular horses but you know these young horses need to go out to need but to the go the out to horse has shows to
4: be the same yeah it's the same yeah, and to
3: yeah. be the same yeah. Consistent and, and that's what and i'm talking
4: about you're correct and i think the regional on the regional level I think a lot of people are not really interested in doing these young horse classes. It's because they see only these big pictures of these fancy horses, like you said, on the national, on the international. And they're like, well, I cannot compete with that. So why would I even try? And I said, that's a shame because I think you'd be surprised. Like some horses, I had young horses that couldn't do anything at four and you thought, oh my gosh, this is never going to do anything. But then they find themselves and then suddenly, whoops, there they are. And, and they make wonderful FEI horses and very successful FEI horses. Yeah.
0: In the right but hand. But they learn
1: in the right hands. And, yes. and and they've been yes. taught well, right? They have good confidence. They go to the horse show. Correct. You know, like you said, like just even getting on the trailer and standing on the trailer. And there's no, in Florida, there's not, there are some stabling, but in general, the horses show off the trailer. When we're in Kentucky, Angela's also in Kentucky, the horses usually go and stay at the horse show. So it's, it's a yes. totally different skill of like, showing off the trailer and having to stand on the trailer. I have some FEI horses that don't like stand on the trailer, you know, like they have to learn like, this is how this happens. And this is what, yeah. what goes on. And, you know, it's, it's a bit different program. And so I think it's really important to do that with these horses and so that they learn and they, they understand and they, but, but this is every horse. I mean, this particular horse and rider, we want them, and I would love to see them be an FEI horse in, in a few years, <laughs> but well, you know apparently. like you said <laughs> yeah but every horse deserves a start like this even if yeah. it's not slated yeah, to yeah. be an FEI horse you know if it's going to be there's there's so many ranges of horses but Every young horse deserves this opportunity of having a good start at a horse show. And, you know, if you're not the most you know comfortable or competent rider, then, you know, work on finding someone that is, or finding someone that will do this, where you're working together with someone. And that was, that was what was so cool about this was this young horse and rider clearly had a good experience and it yeah. just needs to happen more because these horses, these FEI horses, it does not happen overnight. It takes years, but it takes years of things like this, of going to the horse show. Absolutely. Positive reinforcement. So, But uh, again, Angela, it was so cool to watch. I thank you for all you do. I thank you for the mentoring you do of all the young riders. It's fantastic. And uh, we wish you and your whole team a great rest of Florida. And uh, we're so happy you came on the show with us. Well, tonight, I'm so happy to have Alice Tarjan on the line. Alice, welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Well, we are so excited to have you discuss. You've got a great thing because you're very successful training young horses and international Grand Prix horses
5: all the way up. So what is our trainer tip of the week? It would be to praise horses for effort and ideas rather than for actual things. So for instance, if you want to take the pee off, it starts with barely looking like anything where you just want your horse to jig a little bit and anything towards that idea, I would praise even though it's going to take a while before it actually looks like a P off per se. So I'm very careful to, if the horse horse gives me effort, I'll praise it. And as long as the horse is thinking in the right direction, I'll praise that too. Even if it's not actually getting to the ultimate, whatever it's going to look like, whether it's a flying change or a pirouette or a off quite yet.
1: Well, and I love this tip because I think all of us, you know, I've certainly done it, you know, it's not exactly in my mind, what I, what I want, maybe it's not a payoff, instead of thinking about development, right. And that's what I think is so important that you think about as you're doing this is, how is the horse developing? Are they thinking the way you want them to think, right? I mean, that's what I'm I'm taking from this and as a good reminder as well.
5: Yes, for sure. I like again, yeah, yeah, for sure. I definitely, I try to praise the horses and for, for thinking the right ideas. And for giving me effort for trying, And even if they try and they give me the wrong thing, I sometimes I'll praise that, too, just because I want them to feel like they can make as many mistakes as they want. That's OK. But they just have to try to play the game.
0: Yeah. You know, when I'm training horses or, or trying to help people train their own horses, I kind of I, I start to think about, you know, what are the ingredients I'm trying to instill in the horses training you know, you guys were talking about Piaf, and, and that's great, but I, even all the way down to a leg yield, you know, where you think, what's what's the simple ingredient I need, you know, moving away from the leg? then And then as long as they move away from the leg, even if it's not super lateral with front end and back end, and, and it's you know, it's not a perfect leg yield, but if you're trying to in- introduce a new concept to the horse— then you have to praise any, you know, anything that's in the direction of, you know, a leg yield, for instance, or a half pass or a travel, you know, even even if you've got a great idea of of what it will be in the future, you you need ingredients first and you need the idea first. And then you can you can add the polish and and the power and and the strength.
5: So like thinking about the leg yield, so like if you put your leg on your horse and it didn't move away from your horse, right? And you ask again and again, you still don't get anything. And then you tap it with the whip and maybe it jumps off the whip and goes forward. But at that point, I would still praise the horse because it still did something, even though it didn't even move off the leg laterally, at least it did something off the leg, right? So it's thinking in the right direction. Yeah. So you praise it and then you go back again and say, now could if we can move it a little bit sideways. Yeah. But any kind of effort or idea going towards the right direction for me is more than enough and to take the pressure off.
1: Well, I think that's absolutely great. so important because I think as riders, we can be pretty laser focused. So you really have to think like that. Like the horse did resp- respond. It wasn't exactly right, but there was a response because I think if you shut them down, then, you know, eventually the horses are like, I, I don't know what you want and I don't want to try so I think that that no,
5: absolutely, yeah. I think that, that that they have to and 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 again, even if it's a mistake, like you would say, okay, so you tapped the horse and it went forward rather than sideways, and that's not what you're looking for. But it did do something; it made an effort to play the game. And for me, that's all they have to do is put the effort forward. Yeah. that that's yeah. An, and then it's yeah. a matter of trying to direct the energy and show them which way to put that energy. Per se, yes. Yeah? But I think that yeah. people say, well, no, it was still naughty because it didn't move off the leg. And I asked it to move sat- sideways. And for me, it's like, no, no, the horse did do something. It just doesn't understand. That's okay. They can make as many mistakes as they need to along those lines. Like mistakes are fine. I- I'm good with mistakes.
1: Yeah. 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 I think so too. And then you, you, at the end of the day, you get horses that'll fight for you and they want to, they want to understand what you want. So I think it's in the they're beginning. Getting
5: rewarded for the effort. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: No, I love it. Well, Alice, thank you. This is a great reminder for all of us, you know, as you're riding every day. Like, what am I asking for? And is my horse trying? And you do such a beautiful job with your horses. So, thank you so much for your time tonight for our tip. Thank you so much for having me. Well, tonight we are so happy to have Jennifer Schrader Williams on the show with us again. She is an international Grand Prix rider and owner of Summervale Premier Dressage. Jennifer, welcome back. Hi, it's so nice to be here. Thank you for having me. Well, you have a great tip for us us this week, which we have never had before, so I'll let you get started. Yeah, I just thought a
6: really nice tip would be to focus on a few minutes of groundwork every day before your riding session. I often see people come in the arena where the horse, um, first off, bowls them over at the mounting block (laughs) sometimes yeah and secondly, once they get on, you know maybe doesn't necessarily walk off, doesn't really go in front of the legs for a few minutes, and maybe runs through their hand right off the get go um, and so some of the things that I've learned in my many years of trying horses for sale or getting horses in that are for sale that I want to test a few things on the ground first, and really, I do this because it's is for my safety. Uh, and it really saves my body. And this can be a really short test. It does not have to be an elaborate session, but literally if I just go and clock to the horse, this is on the ground, I'm standing next to him. I might even hold the reins, um, up by the wither as if I'm close to a riding position. Then I'm walking along the side of the horse. I cluck to the horse and I just ask him to try and right there, I generally will have a very good feel if he's going to tell me absolutely not, if, or if he's going to run me over. Um, so I trot the horse for a few steps and then I hold the horse. And when the horse halts again, does he stop with me at my shoulder or does he just run me over? And so this can be very simple, cluck, trot. Halt, the horse doesn't run you over. And when you establish that foundation on the ground, it truly carries over into the saddle. And it's also a really great precursor to what we're going to do when we start the horse in hand and starting with half steps down the line. Um, I just start to bring that pressure a little bit more contained. And my clock means go, and my body means don't run me over. So it's just one of the tips that I check in on, and I've found myself to be a lot more feeling a lot safer in the saddle on a horse I don't know uh, when I test those those two pieces before I get on. Yeah,
0: I think that I think that's really great because you know a horse that will you know kind of push you around while you're trying to lead them or just you know in the stall or in the in the in the grooming stall, like they have to have manners. Otherwise you're not setting Mm -hmm. a good tone. You're not setting a good tone Mm -hmm. for when, when you want to get on top. And then, you know, like you have to be the boss kind of, or a good leader. I'm going to say you got to be a good leader Mm -hmm. all the time.
6: Yeah. And I'll say too, it just a few minutes of that work in hand really warms up their back and it gives you a completely different feel when you get on them uh, that they already feel like they're ready to go in front of the leg. They already feel like they're ready to be softer in the contact and and a little bit more access into their hindquarters. So it's just something. I mean, I've learned it the hard way, like many things in my life. But mm-hmm. I've gotten on horses that I haven't tested and said, "Hey, let's get forward." And I've gotten a surprise every now and then of mm-hmm. their opinion of that. So um, it's just something that I can get. I can get that test down to about twenty seconds up to the mounting block and I don't always trot and I don't always halt, but I test that I could. That's a little bit more down the line, but, um, it's just a lot of horses feel like we're, uh, in a good communication and, uh, sets a good tone for the ride often.
1: Well, and I, I have to be honest, I've been bucked off getting on a horse. It was my own horse, but I've been bucked off getting on. So I am actually I think this is such a good thing. I kind of do this myself because yeah, I learned the hard way. And um, um I think it's I, really I learned important.
6: that exact lesson as well.
1: Yes, exactly. <laughs> is, and so once nothing. you <laughs> yeah. once you've had that happen, like I I'm pretty cautious now getting on because of that. And and really my horses have to stand still. Like that's not a negotiating thing. And um yeah. You know, so I think it's such a good thing to do, and especially a horse you don't know. I also think it's mm-hmm. good to have somebody hold the horse when you get on. That's my thing. Just or if you're mm-hmm. off the property or something and you don't know the horse, it's a good. It's just a safety thing too. Uh, but like I said, I got bucked on my own horse. So, um, but he could yeah. be a little tricky. It was cold, and we were at a horse mm-hmm. show, and I thought he was okay, and obviously he wasn't. Um, but you know, I learned my lesson. So I think that that's such a smart thing to do. So Jennifer, I love it, and and I even love it, you know, when you're when you're on trying sales horses or you're trying horses Mm -hmm. you don't know. Um, because even we're all three of us are professional riders and we're saying, oh yeah, we do that. Um, but especially Mm -hmm. we're not used to getting on new horses and it's you're in a new environment, of course, you're probably a little nervous. The horse is picking up on that. So I think that those Mm -hmm. are all such good tips. I love it.
6: I was just gonna say, and even just with some days off it is a nice little mm. way to test them. And it takes 30, 30 30, great, no big deal. But if you find something that's not working, then you
1: have an opportunity
6: to address it before you're
1: back. Yes like maybe a lunch, <laughs> you know, we've had some funny <laughs> yeah. temperatures, you know, and it's like, you know, maybe that horse needs, but it gives you a, gives you a heads up on what you're getting that day. Uh, even on horses, you know, it's not a bad idea. Uh, like you said, we had that happen. had a student come in yesterday that was like, you know, that weather change, I really should have lunged him. You know, he was a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, he, she was okay. Everything was fine, but I, I thought, yeah, you know, we dropped to like 40 degrees. So it's not a bad idea to kind maybe of it. check. In. So I love it from a safety, but also just for the productivity of your ride. I think that's great. Well, Jennifer, yes. thank you so much for that tip. I love it. How can our listeners find you online? Yeah, so I am on Summervale Premier Dressage
6: on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. And we have a great website, summervalepremier.com, that you can go and read about history, about the horses we have for sale about the horses we're competing and we have some really great sponsors that have been keeping us going for years. Halter Ego, Kingsley Boots, Albion Saddles has been with me for gosh, 15 years and uh, triple crown feed and Adeptus Nutrition. They're all keeping our horses looking beautiful and keeping me looking nice in the show ring. And, um, they've been a great support.
1: Jennifer, thank you so much for coming on the show and we wish you luck this summer. Thank you so much. We're going to really enjoy our time together and keep working to improve every day. Well, Phil, I, I actually lied. We have a horse show this weekend, too. Um, <laughs> yeah. Is it this weekend? Yeah. Not not this Saturday, but the Saturday after. And uh, Neo, my youngster, is going to go. And I have the Rose Halter. And it is from Trust Design and it is so cute on him. I love it. And he's going to go to the horse show with that halter on. Uh it's a little schooling show, um nothing super fancy. My sister's going to ride as well. Um so it's her first time at a horse show in a long time. And so I let me let her borrow one of my halters for her horse Danny and that's uh, going to be great. We're going to pull the horses up, you know, under the trees with the trailer and uh I can't wait to uh have that little have his little halter on. So um, I know you guys are going to be sporting it in Canada as well
0: uh, I, I really think that that uh, you know the pink on the dark on the dark horses really stands out nicely and uh, and, and get, you know just gets the horses noticed and and you know shows off really really well so everybody listeners can get their trust design halters at www.trustdesign.com. that's T-R-V-S-T.com. And we've got a discount code for you. Uh, if you enter HRN, you're going to get 10% off on checkout. So that's, uh, that's perfect. And we, and we thank them over there for all their support.
1: Well, I'm very excited to have Bridget Brown. She is currently in Germany training with Dorothy Schneider. Bridget, welcome back to the show.
7: Hi, thank you so much for having me. Well, we know you have a great Total Saddle Fit trainer tip of the week for us. What you got? So, something that Dorothy always tells all of the riders here is to positively influence the horse's rhythm by making a rhythm with your seat. Fantastic. So, elaborate for us. Yeah. So, this means that uh, in the trot for example to help to influence your horse to have swing and cadence by swinging with your hip in the rhythm uh, and then the same goes for the canter if your horse tends to maybe have um Uh, be behind the rhythm or to have a four beat canter rather than a three beat canter you can help influence this through um really feeling the rhythm through your seat bones into the saddle and helping encourage the horse along she always says show them the way i
0: love yeah i think that's uh really important to for riders to have their own sense of uh tempo and their own sense of a metronome so that they can, like the horses aren't, I I don't know very many that have a very natural, perfect, perfect, you know, tempo in their trot, walk and canter. So riders have to kind of know what to do with what they've got, right? If you have a horse that has a very quick tempo, then you're going to want to just, sit an extra millisecond and stay out of the saddle an extra millisecond in a trot in rising trot for instance so the horse looks to the rider for that confidence and that good rhythm
7: yes exactly and she also tells us to keep your body tension through the rhythm just like you said if a horse has um, too high of a tempo you can keep your body tension to slow the rhythm down through your seat
1: well, I think the idea is really good to, you know, I know some people like, like let's say maybe you're, you're not gifted at that or you have some, uh, you know, you need some help. There's some great apps, actually, some metronome apps you can get on your phone or you can even pull out. There is an actual thing called a metronome and you can pull it out. And, and actually that can help a lot of people, which is quite cool.
7: Yes, I uh, actually used to play music so Mm -hmm. i think that's a little part of my history that helps me a little bit with my riding oh
1: i love to play music when i ride i love it i think the horses love it i love it kind of gets me in the in the groove I, i i really enjoy that so um i i think that's a fantastic tip bridget really really good well bridget um if anybody wants to get in touch with you and or hear about your adventure in germany how can they do that
7: Yeah, feel free to friend me on Facebook or to follow me on Instagram at b.e.brownie. Well, thanks so much. And we can't
1: wait to keep following you.
7: Thank you for having me. Have a good one.